0: Following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN.
1: Okay, so how about this coincidence? Saturday K-State opens up the football season and beats South Dakota 34 to nothing. And I'm not sure anybody has thrown out this stat. So the last time K-State prior to this past Saturday opened the season with a shutout. Ooh. Do you know this? No. It was 2015. The opponent
2: South, South Dakota.
1: Dakota. The final score 34 to nothing. Isn't that just interesting?
2: What is that
1: special? That's crazy. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G. Big Steve is on the board today. The thing is that 2015 season was not a... It wasn't the best. That was the year that K-State opened Big 12 play. They lost six in a row and then won the last three to go to a bowl game. And then went to uh, Memphis and lost to Arkansas. That was also the year that K-State, like every quarterback, got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cody yeah. Cook had to come in in that Oklahoma State game and oh, actually th- did pretty well.
2: That's the year. And, yeah, everybody's like, hey, this guy ain't so bad. A Poor guy got
1: hurt the but then a, an injured Joe Hubner had to come back in and like finish the game and right. and K-State lost that game like in at, at Okie Light on a last second That was like 30 seconds to go and yeah. Oklahoma State kicked that field goal to win it. Ugh. Yeah, that was like you want to talk about like an ultimate heartbreaker where you scratch and clawed with the bits and pieces you had and <laughs> you were that close. I don't have any 2015 vibes. <laughs>
2: not for this team. With no. this
1: loss that took, or the the uh, win that took place on Saturday against South Dakota.
2: Joe Hubner,
1: yeah. Oof, Cody
2: Cook. I mean, that's brilliant. Joe, man. Bless his heart. Shout out to him.
1: Deontay Burton had a touchdown in that Deontay, game. MHS guy. God, K State. I don't know why I remember that game so well. K State uh, could not stop the pass to save their life. Well, I mean, Mason Rudolph. Was wasn't, doing his thing.
0: Wasn't that the Star Trek
1: game? What wasn't,
0: wasn't that the USS Enterprise was with the Jayhawk? No, 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 no. That was a that
1: was a home game. That, I think oh. that might have been the South Dakota game. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what you're talking about. That's what I'm talking. About. Yeah. What I'm talking yeah.
0: about. I thought you were talking about the the, uh, the Cody Cook quarterback game. No, 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 no. I was I was looking back at the South Dakota game, and it was like, wait a minute. Wasn't yeah. that the? Uh, if, it might have been. I don't remember for sure.
2: You're right, though. I don't know why that Oklahoma State sure. game is just such a like. Thing that sticks out in your mind about that season in particular, but it's that was one of those where they could have beat them with the eighth-string quarterback. I mean, God dang it! Come on, Cats.
1: Well, for this one against South Dakota, just one quarterback uh, was needed, and I think this was the most talked-about thing after the game. I mean, come on! I mean, the defense was really good. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it was a shutout. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good job in in anybody's eyes. But 34 points, one of the touchdowns scored by special teams, which Seth Porter almost blocked two punts in the game, the first one. And then he comes back and blocks the second one. He almost outran the first one. (laughs) (laughs) The second one is returned for a touchdown by Desmond Purnell. And uh, so the offense puts together 27 points against South Dakota. And the, I think the reaction from the fans, I was, I was listening to the postgame show where Matt Walters is taking calls and, you know, it just felt like, you know, maybe just, uh, you know, Adrian Martinez just wasn't comfortable or didn't want to gamble on anything, was being too conservative. Well, I mean, I think the offensive approach was to be conservative. You're able to run the football. I don't think you need to be too fancy with passing the football. Now, there were a couple of times there was for sure that Adrian did miss maybe a downfield open receiver, and there were a, a ton of checkdowns. It was by no means sexy, exciting football in the passing game. It was boring. It was boring. But I, in a game like that, I don't mind boring. And I think a lot of people were expecting – I mean, just here on this show, we we've, we've been hyping up the cats. Like we're mm-hmm, thinking mm-hmm. big, big things for K State this year. So in a game against South Dakota, the Coyotes FCS, just or, I think a lot of people were expecting just a complete ass kicking, <laughs> like sixty-six right. nothing for type sure. of ass kicking. <sighs> Bill Snyder ass kicking.
0: I'm 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 actually uh, having flashbacks. Thank you for triggering my PTSD of calling sixty-three to three ball games.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say Troy. know the Colorado <laughs> <laughs> probably
0: saw a few yeah. of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, on the
1: wrong oh, yeah. end, brother. On so, the wrong end.
2: First, two things. One, like I'm, I'm with Mitch. Like you get it. There were a couple open guys that he did. He chose not to hit. For one thing, um, I don't know if anybody noticed. Maybe it's just because our seats are in the end zone. They dropped like six guys every play. Like South yes. Dakota, they they. It wasn't like they were rushing Adrian. And there were open guys galore down there uh, out, uh, on the outside. I, I mean, really, they were dropping a lot of guys and daring him. Secondly, to me, and I, I brought this up a couple times to people like we sit there next to, this is baby steps. This is good to see Adrian Martinez not go, Where am I? and trying to like wing it in there and trying to do everything himself. He... He turned a new
0: leaf Saturday. Essentially, you don't want him reverting into what he had to do at Nebraska.
2: it was a new leaf. He goes, it's okay if I check this down all game and hand it off all game. No one's going to threaten to kill my family. No one's going to harp on me after the game. If we get it done and we win, that's all that matters to all these people. And it's the truth. I don't care if the guy throws for 70 yards the whole season. If we win, we win. And as long as he's not creating turnovers to, for us to lose, what's the big deal? Like, who, who cares? Who cares if he didn't throw for 400 yards? We won 34 to nothing. We beat another team. We're talking about ass kicking. I think it's this idea of, like, video games. Like, if you don't beat somebody 65 to nothing, that's nah, a disappointment. We shut out a team and scored 34 points on their ass. I think that's pretty good. i think pretty good idea. Here's the other way to look at or a way to look
0: at it and and I continue to view this game the same way, really that they've been viewed from the day that Bill Snyder took over the program, and that is that first game of the year is always going to be the one that you're looking for to be able to just iron out some kinks, take care of what your roster is. In most cases, you get the Stanford game last year was a, was a different, different style of game. Damon. But in most cases, this program tends to play a game up front against a South Dakota or an Illinois State or Southern Illinois or any number of the FCS caliber teams or even back originally New Mexico State or New Mexico back in the uh, early Snyder days. It's meant essentially the same thing as what week three of the preseason is for the NFL. Because you don't have a, a, a preseason game at all for college football. Oh, That's s- all it really amounts
1: to. I mean, how many guys do we see rotate into that game before the fourth quarter? I mean, <laughs> we we saw a bunch of names defensively get in there. Coach Kleiman mentioned today that 39 guys played special teams. That's amazing. On Saturday. That's amazing. Like, And I, I wouldn't be surprised. Joe you know, Joe been throwing some guys out there, true freshmen or guys that maybe transferred. He, I mean, just all different backgrounds who have been here for a couple of years. Got a chance to get it, get their feet wet, play some ball, and let's see who's ready to go. Let's see who's ready to step up and, and be a part of that depth against Mizzou this Saturday uh-huh. at 11 a.m. Here's
0: the other thing about it, and that is it also gives the coaches tape that they can go back and work on what they need to prepare for for this game. It's tape they didn't, per se, you know, really have going yeah. into a week two. It's tape that they needed to see from guys in game action that you're not going to get in your preseason camp.
2: Your Your opponent... You beat your opponent so soundly that your threes and fours got some run. That's great. And it's like uh, kind of in a a small way, like a boxing analogy, the first round is a feel amount, kind of stretch it out a little bit, see where the jab goes, Let's, let's measure this person out. For me, that's what the first game is like for a football team. It's a stretch it out, let's get this thing out on the road a little bit and open it up and see what we got. But we're not going to try to open the playbook and go. Let's let's really dial it up on these guys.
0: You think Oregon would have much preferred to have played? I won't say Eastern Washington because Eastern Washington may have eaten their lunch the other day. <laughs> uh, would have preferred to play, say, Idaho State in a, an opener instead of going across the country to play Georgia.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't
0: know what that you, you yeah. set you set a very bad tone for your season by what happened on Saturday there.
2: I know there's people that can turn it. They can see it as a positive, the, you know, pick out the gray parts or whatever. But I don't know how you go down there and get waxed that bad and come back and be like, you know what? We're looking pretty good on some stuff. Mm-hmm. I I really don't mm-hmm. know. And a team like Oregon needs all the help they can get. I, I don't know. I, I think it is a mistake to schedule Georgia. Give me a break. Stay away from those teams, man.
0: That – that was just problematic from the word go. Yeah, for them yeah. and you know, new coach, you're installing essentially a new system. And oh, by the way, you're playing the defending national champions. Stay away Who from, returned their starting quarterback?
2: Yeah, stay away from Georgia. Stay away from Old Dominion. Stay away from those big time schools like that. Did you see Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was
0: beautiful.
1: Sorry. I want you. Hey, can you guys KD circle back if yes, you don't mind? <laughs> I was wondering if you guys were ever going (laughs) to circle back to. I'm just uh, so
2: happy football's back. It's just so many things.
1: To to 9 a.m.
2: Yes, I I can't wait to see the cats put the foot on the pedal a little bit this Saturday. See
1: that—that's the thing, like. Nothing with the offense was by any means concerning No, than what I saw. Maybe, yes, Adrian was a little bit reserved, didn't gamble whatsoever. Yes, he didn't turn over the football, which maybe was in his mind a little bit. (laughs) Jake, Rubley gambled more than what Adrian Martinez did on one pass. And I'll I'll say this, Rubley had the best (laughs) throw of the game. That's the pass I'm talking about. To Will Swanson, (laughs) the pass that went for for 18 yards, which (laughs) was was the longest pass of the game, longest completed pass of the game. 9 a.m. did take a shot downfield. That pass to Phillip Brooks to the goal line in triple coverage. He he did try to get the ball down there, and it was just you know a hair short maybe, and maybe somebody at the last second got their hands in there to break it up. And it wasn't a bad ball, really. I didn't think it was. No. But, yes, a reserved 9 a.m. on Saturday against South Dakota. This game against Missouri – is where you're going to see him. You're going to see what Adrian Martinez really can do. It was very vanilla Saturday. No chances, no gambles were necessary. It just wasn't necessary. K-State was doing what they needed to do running the football. Colin Klein had the best debut ever for an offensive coordinator where he calls a jet sweep that goes 75 yards to the house where you had... Deuce Vaughn and uh and Cade Warner lay down the deciding blocks and they were fantastic <laughs> blocks. Warner, they were great. Mm-hmm. Malik mm-hmm. scores on a forty on a seventy-five yard touchdown.
0: <laughs> I love Deuce literally just throwing the defender away. <laughs> got him on the block, got him on the block. Whoop, there you go. See, See ya. ya.
2: Done with you.
1: And Deuce was very proud about that. Yeah, uh he should be that block Take he laid down. Ball. But
0: he, he pulled him right out of the turf.
1: You guys have any thoughts defensively before uh we take a break? Just like anybody that stood out to you defensively, individually or as a group?
2: Well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, you have at it. Well, we talked. Is that cool to go ahead and go ahead. okay? The guy, Kobe Savage is the real deal. Mm-hmm. This guy, wah wah, wee, wah. he <laughs> had some he had some stuff. Well, he got off blocks, he hit people, he's got that sauce boss kind of like f- swag to him and this guy can play football there's no doubt he's ready for the step up in competition he he wants this bad uh, there's
0: really not much that you have to say about the defense when they only allow 56 first half yards
2: yeah yeah they were inside just mauling <laughs> south dakota it, that you know, and, awesome.
0: and granted the, the the number was a little higher just at halftime but up until you got to that last drive of the half for South Dakota, they'd been severely limited in the neighborhood of 60 yards of offense. They yes. had not been able to do much at all. First three drives, in fact, produced just 21 yards for them.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal Ooh numbers. And not to mention that uh, the defensive line had four sacks. It was all defensive mm-hmm, line mm-hmm. sacks. So talk about that. You know, pass rush with three guys, and you're getting home. And Felix didn't take him too long to get his sack on the day. Felix and DK Uzama with the first sack of the season, but also the defense at 10 tackles for loss. I mean, those are both numbers that are above average from last year. Yeah.
2: They were, it, it felt funny. It was like anytime South Dakota got a chunk of yards, it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like we were, it, it was like you just thought these guys ain't getting anything all game long and they got just enough yardage for a first down it was like a huge disappointment the cats defense played amazing, looks good. Then they're going to add back, right? They're going to add Will Honus whenever he gets healthy.
1: Yeah, probably not this week, but hopefully soon.
2: And then there's another name I thought that was held back last week.
1: Sean Robinson at linebacker. So it was all – I'll get to this here in just a second, but it's not Khalid. It's Khalid. Khalid Khalid Duke. Khalid Khalid. Khalid Duke. We want to get
2: that right. We like getting named
1: right. He played Sam Linebacker pretty much the whole game. Uh Uh, Josh Hayes in the secondary. He did not play, but – We'll see, we'll see on him. So, <laughs> but we'll get to uh, those Chris Klein highlights. And yeah. speaking of those highlights, and I'm sure Troy's going to bring it up here in just a second with his game sports update. Uh, there's already uh, our first major injury for K State football that did happen in the game Saturday. We'll get an update on that. So stick around for the game sports update. Uh, but coming up next, it is my weekly top ten. Don't go anywhere. It's the game. <laughs> Ah, he made his big return at AEW All Out on Sunday. MJF, who is uh one of John Kurt's favorite wrestlers.
2: Mighty Joe Franklin, MJF. Is that, I love <laughs> that guy. That guy <laughs> Dude, when we're talking ring generalship, he's <laughs> the guy you wanna
1: Maxwell Jacob him. Friedman. Oh! Yeah, he is the best heel in wrestling today. Right on. It is the game on K-Man. The Missouri Tigers visiting Manhattan Saturday at 11 a.m. Power K game day will start 7 in the morning. Yes, Cole, Derek, and I, we're getting up early for breakfast football to bring you the best college football pregame show this nation has to offer. I was really nervous last week. (laughs) I was very nervous. That's a show I've been listening to for a long time, and I wanted to do justice for the hosts before me, Matt Walters, John Kurtz. And the co-host before me as well.
2: I thought you guys did great. I heard a I heard about four forty-five ish. You guys were bringing the heat, man. It was good. You guys did good.
1: Kickoff is uh, just uh, it's like right at eleven a.m. or maybe a few minutes yeah, after. Just 11 a, a host after maybe. Yeah. It's okay. I'll be up early, just right with you guys. Too. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. And uh, I, I think I know. That Alabama and Texas are playing. I mean, big noon kickoff, and also college game day is going to be at that game. Yes, it's still weird to me. They could have gone to Provo for BYU, Baylor. You know, that's the game that decides. You know, which one is right every. That's uh, going to be every year soon.
0: Yes, and also remember they're both ranked. Uh, let let's let's put the oh, yeah, game spin right. on that one. Okay. Yeah. It's so much more than a game, though, Troy. You don't. Oh, I know, I know. The Baptists versus the Mormons. That's going to be. I could keep going. I'm rather that interesting. Too, no, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. We just keep on. <laughs> right past it.
0: The, the non-dancers versus the non-caffeinated. Uh, Go.
1: <laughs> uh, K-State right now, as of Caesar's sports book, which I'm sure. A lot of us around here now are really paying attention to that. Uh, I think it did originally open up as a a 9.5 point favorite for K-State, now down to 8 point favorite. And uh, it's not the most expensive on secondary sites, but you guys want to take a guess of the cheapest ticket right now on StubHub for this game. I'm going to go with 125.
2: Uh, On StubHub, I'm going to go 95.
1: Uh, DG the closest and even Benjamin. Really, one hundred bucks for Whoa.
0: standing room only. So yeah. Well, let me check. Is it standing
1: up. room only? Uh, let's see. It's so that's for an actual seat. But K State is selling standing room only tickets, which I've heard they've sold a decent amount. Uh, they are a hundred bucks a pop. So, c- kind of give you an idea of how big this game is from a uh, capacity standpoint. It's going to be over capacity for this one. <laughs> I mean, the game is sold out. Standing room only. Go get him now and be a part of this game. Renewing a rivalry. First time since 2011, K-State and Missouri have played wow. the game of football against each
0: other. And you were asking about the weather forecast. As of this morning, and Steve, you just double check me, 81, and it was a slight chance of a shower or thunderstorm developing in the afternoon. Right, and they're saying as of right now, now the high being 85. Okay. And mm-hmm. thunderstorms we'll possibly developing after 1 o'clock. So, halftime and beyond. Okay. That's that's
2: what we're looking at weather-wise.
1: Well, hey, if you have to call it at halftime and K-State's up, you know, yeah. 21 to 7.
2: I'll tell you what, there's a storm coming. I mean, yeah. it is also Kansas. It could just, like, not rain, too. There's a storm for sure coming. It's called the Purple Storm, boy. <laughs> and it's gonna. the Tigers, they're going to get encircled by that storm, and lightning's going to strike them. And I don't mean in a figurative, I mean literally. They're going to be struck by lightning.
1: Well, I, I think the storm's already here. Just Missouri, like a bunch of ding-dongs, is going He's to going drive to drive right into it.
2: Oh, that'll go. That should move out of the area. Yeah, right. You must have got your meteorological uh, degree in Missouri. They're, they're going to try <laughs> to go read Timmer on it. Boom. <laughs> crash boom lightning thunder hail sleet snow rain
1: sideways rain
0: yeah let me drive into this
1: what the heck oh yeah i know i know what happened all right here you we go got to love ESPN hey it's time for my top 10 list of the week it's yeah. just my takeaways from the weekend i wanted to keep it simple this week number 10 number 10 uh we didn't bring it up actually in the first segment but the concerns with the kicking game uh, Coach Kleiman told us today, sticking with Chris Tennant, but he did miss a 43-yard field goal and an extra point. I think the concern part of that is fair. I When your kicker, who shook last year, is pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, misses an extra point and a uh, 43-yard field goal. Yeah, you're like, ooh. Yeah, maybe we need to fix that. Let's, let's, uh, let's fine-tune that and let's come back next week. That's exactly what uh-huh. the cats are going to do, so hopefully not a big deal at all. Number nine. Number nine. Guys, how great was it to finally have Kimball back?
2: Unbelievable. And, and our guy, our IT guy, Paul, said it best. You now no longer feel like you're going to die.
1: On <laughs> <laughs> like around the bend, around the bend, over the horizon, yeah. you see the stadium. Yeah, though it's not so narrow no, lanes anymore.
2: It's beautiful, and you're like, "Yay!" Yeah, you can take it easy. It's it, really they did a great job. It looks um, amazing.
0: I was the oddball that didn't have to touch Kimball because of my route into oh. into things. I, so, so I, you know, because I get to go to the west
1: side of the stadium right away, I don't have to touch Kimball. So. I actually take my own route. I, I still use Marlatt, I, but I did that before the construction. Right. Because I know of game day traffic can be backed up on Kimball when people are trying to get into the paved. Oof. And so I've been going around. That way, when I come up on college or down on college, I'm going right to where I turn in, which is by the, the baseball stadium, mm-hmm. Uh Let's see. My takeaways from this weekend. Number, Number eight. Uh, name pronunciations. I feel like we need to go over a few of them just to let the people know about these name pronunciations. I like
2: this. Uh, this is this is fantastic. Yes, please.
1: It's not, we mentioned it in the last night, it's not Khalid Duke. It's Khalid Duke. So what his mama calls Khalid him? Khalid Duke. So what his mama calls him, you call him Khalid. People still say Khalid. It's Khalid. Uh, from right here in Manhattan, Kansas, Manhattan High Boy, Damian Ela Leo. He was in the fourth quarter. I saw officially he only got, like, a tackle. I'm pretty sure he had three. Nice. He had three pretty nice plays he was on, in that, especially helping K-State hold on to uh, the shutout. Uh, offensive lineman, and it's a name you won't hear too much, just maybe in discussion with us or from Chris Kleiman, not during a game, but uh, – and I'm guilty of it. Andrew Line Gang. It's not Line Gang. It's Lane Gang. I know, right? I didn't know until like a week ago. Hey,
2: still got the gang at the end, so that's cool.
1: Uh, another name you need to watch out for, back up at the nose position, also did really well uh, before Damian Eli Leo got his chance. Uso Seyamalu. He's got the Samoan type hair thing yeah, going on. He looked and, great. And, is he
2: the kid uh, transfer from Ju- the JUCO transfer?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think uh, Garden City, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes. And then finally, uh, back up at safety. Knew he was going to play because of the absence of TJ Smith. Uh, also, Josh Hayes. Nakendry Steiger. It's not Stigger, like Coach said at the no. press conference last Tuesday. Or uh, after, uh, maybe said it after the game. Steiger is the last name. Let's get to uh, number seven. Number seven. You know what? Uh, I thought about the game Saturday. I thought the offensive line did better than I thought they would. I honestly – I didn't say it too much on the show, but I did have my concerns. I remember the right side of the offensive line wasn't my favorite last year. But Hayden Gillum playing most of his time at center I thought was great. Cooper Beebe was doing his thing. KT Leviston there at left uh, tackle was – he he did miss a a key block on a blitz – I'll get over it. Let's 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 shore that up next time, KT. Uh, even though it was a good, it, it it was a delayed blitz. It was hidden very well by South Dakota. Timing was great. Coach mentioned it today. Uh, but Taylor uh, Potier, Christian Duffy was great. Now Hadley Pants is going to step in for Potier, who's out for the season. We'll hear more on that. Uh, from Coach Kleiman coming up at 5'10". Number six. Number six is ugh, these young K-State fans, they need a history lesson. The Ring of Honor ceremony oh, at I, halftime. Oh, my God. The biggest pops by far from what I could tell from the sixth floor were for Tyler Lockett and Jordy Nelson. Yeah. So, Tyler Lockett's still in the league, mm. and Jordy had been in the league until you know a few years ago, but... Won a Super Bowl in 2010. I mean, he is a local – I mean, one of the best local athletes of all time. That That's a name that rings a bell. But, like, Colin Klein didn't get the biggest – he got a good pop. He, he sure. really did. But Arthur Brown, uh, L. Roberson, Larry Brown. I was like, come on, guys, where are we at? I know. Where are we at? We needed to hear roars yes. for those guys. And, you know, the young fans, just, of course – I, I wasn't around for Larry Brown, but L. Roberson, of course I was.
2: That – so – as a K-State fan, there are there's like a running thing of clips that are just seared into your memory. Sure. That run against Oklahoma where we we lost. But El Roberson's run against Oklahoma, where he look like our one-man gang, will forever be seared into my mind as one of the hardest times I've cheered as a K-State fan. That guy was so good. He was so good. And for people to just be like, yeah. Man, that
1: really disappointed me. That bummed me out, man. Troy, what uh Larry Brown highlight is seared in your mind? <laughs> I'm glad you guys saw the joke <laughs> there. Okay. Hello. Uh, they
2: didn't
1: have, uh, that TV was even bef- that was even before me, man. Yeah. NFL, I meant. I'm NFL. It's yeah, time yeah, yeah. With the with Washington.
0: <laughs> uh, couldn't tell you I had the rattle going, all right? You know. <laughs>
1: Number five. Uh, number five, guys. I need to hurry up with my call, or I, I hate calling it a call with my announcements when K State's on offense. I <laughs> sucked at first. I was like, I was behind. I for, I totally forgot for a second that they are going to hurry things up offensively, and I needed to get going with my with my announcements. Adrian
0: I, was two steps into a move
1: after you when were I saying, finished
0: first down. Yeah. Well, now. that happened
1: a couple of times. I know. <laughs> I so there's a change I need to make. I'm already going to change it when K State gets a first down. On a play without a penalty, you know, of course, offensively, I'm just going to say the ball carrier who, who caught the pass, not going to care about the defense, not going to even announce a tackle, just get right into a good for a Wildcat first down. It's just necessary.
2: Yeah, it is. Right.
1: It's necessary to get how come the they, people what they want.
2: How come they're not running that by you first, though? How come Coach didn't say anything well, to you about that for, I mean, come on.
1: I, You, you know, you, I, I would have appreciated the heads up, but yeah. I sh- I should know better. <laughs> Let's be real. I I, I if, should know better if on that one. they could send
2: you the plays first, that'd be awesome.
1: Number four. Okay, so last segment, DG mentioned that uh, Kobe Savage is the real deal. Uh, offensively, DJ Giddens yeah. is the real deal. He, I think for his limited chances of touching the football, I think he exceeded my expectations. Six carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Plus, the offensive line did a very good job of even, like, in that first carry he had. A couple of pulling offensive linemen did a fantastic job blocking. DJ had his uh, – he, he didn't rush anything. He stayed patient, followed his blockers, and he got himself a touchdown on Saturday. I, I couldn't have loved his debut anymore, I think.
2: There was a play in the south end zone as well. In the I think it was the first half um, where they ran a little they they ran a little pass play for him. He was right in the middle of the end zone, and Adrian put it up, and he didn't turn around quick enough, so he missed it. Um, just just out of his reach. If he turns around just a second faster, he catches it. That's going to be a touchdown. That's I totally forgot touchdown. about that play. Yeah, that but, is going to be a touchdown. It looked. Amazing! The guy that was defending him had no idea. If he turns around just a second faster, it's a touchdown.
0: Think about how close he actually was to fifteen of fifteen on the day. You have uh, you have uh, dropped ball uh, by Cade Warner. You have the deep throw downfield that you talked about with Philip Brooks earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really was actually pretty close to a perfect day.
2: Yeah, and he he's just like barely trying. You know, yeah. I mean, this yeah.
0: guy's good. Longest long pass. That was completed was 10 yards.
2: Wow. Wow.
1: Oh, the whole. for a.m.? Yes. For 9 a.m. Yeah. Uh, number three. Number three of my takeaways from the weekend. Uh, guys, high school football upsets are really fun too. The night before K State <laughs> and South Dakota, I had the pleasure along with Brandon Peoples of calling the game of Manhattan at Derby. Number one Derby. Dylan Edwards. Which, by the way, Dylan Edwards is amazing. Yes, he was committed to K-State for 38 days. Now he's on his way to Notre Dame. But, I mean, it's like trying to catch a squirrel. Extremely athletic and fast. Although, I will say, after his touchdown run that would have taken the lead like five minutes ago was called back for holding. Manhattan did a much better job, like... Catching him in the backfield, yeah. Like, is all of a sudden something changed, and now it's harder to uh, for Dylan Edwards to escape that Manhattan defense. But if you missed it, the game went to overtime. Manhattan won the game on a twenty-five yard field goal, and they upset number one Derby at <sighs> Derby.
2: Yeah, and Dylan Edwards got smasharonied. I saw that clip.
1: Dre Delore on Dylan Edwards' first touch of the season, Ooh. first touch of the game. And he turns around and gets...
2: Molly walked, Yeah, he,
1: get, he got nailed.
2: He got some mass. And
1: actually, Dylan, it took a second for him to get off the ground.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, for, judging from that, they should have pulled him from the game. That was a
1: hit. But Braxton Fry hit the game-winning field goal. Shout-out to him.
2: Shout-out to MHS.
1: Uh, number two. Number two, I got to say, as a group, I was extremely impressed with the linebackers. So, no, um, of course, Will Honus. And he may not play. It's not expected him to play Saturday against Missouri. Uh, Austin Moore. Austin Moore was really good. He, he made his debut at Will Linebacker and did a great job filling in. I mean, Daniel Green was kind of overshadowed in the game. Mm-hmm. He had one tackle. It's not like Dylan Green didn't have a good game, or Daniel Green didn't have a good game. But Austin Moore was really flying to the football. He did really well. Jake Clifton, who played 22 snaps as a true freshman in his first game, he had four tackles. In the game, Khalid Duke, Khalid Duke, excuse me, Khalid Duke was great as well. And I mentioned Desmond Pernell, uh, who uh, saw some time with the absence of Sean Robinson, was was solid as well. I I was very impressed by everybody who played linebacker on Saturday. I don't think anybody had a bad game. I hey, really don't. They have a
2: lot of new names,
1: and these guys can play. They can play football. Awesome. But finally, my number one, my number one takeaway from Saturday is I. I Couldn't agree more with what DG said before the break. Who stood out to him defensively? Kobe Savage. Kobe Savage is the real deal. And what DG said, I I don't know if I could say it better. I totally get Sauce Boss, Reggie Stubblefield type of vibe. First of all, he feels so fortunate to be there. Mm -hmm. He is a head hunter. He will sprint to the football and just lay down. The hammer down on whoever has the football. He is going to go hit them. He had a great hit on the near sideline, the west sideline, and he almost had another one. It looked like he actually had one on the opposite sideline in the second half, but that was actually Daniel Green getting his one tackle, and he smashed a guy. Mm-hmm. But I loved seeing Kobe fly around the field. And I, yes, Reggie Stubblefield did evolve and do the you know the nickel linebacker type of uh, that was the uh, position he did evolve to. But Kobe has that same type of play and that same type of energy, and honestly, that is what I feed off of. Uh-huh. I think that's why K-State fans really feed off that type of play, because you just stick out when you see the small guy at safety fly up and get a TFL mm-hmm. and thumping people. I mean, this guy
2: is not afraid. He wants that. He wants that smoke. He wants that action. He wants the ball carrier in front of him so he can come up with a big play to get Wildcat Nation fired up. Get the fam, pop the fam, if you know what I'm saying. He wants it. And I love guys like that. I love guys that don't shy away from it. They want to be there. In the crucial moment, Kobe Savage says, you can count on me. You can count on me to come up with the big play, and I'm going to smash this guy. I'm going to come up with the turnover. It's going to happen. This dude has superstar written all over him. I can't wait to see him return one for a touchdown doing the Dion dance or something, <laughs> doing something <laughs> awesome because this guy has that, he has that swag, but he's also not only that, but he can back it up with his play. He's like Reggie Stubblefield in that fact where he wants it because he's that good, baby. Can't wait.
1: Uh! And if anybody is out there trying to just boggle their mind right now of coming up, because Sauce Boss. Reggie Stubblefield, Mm. Um, trying to come up with a good nickname for Kobe Savage. Listen, if if, if you're still thinking, you're thinking too hard. You're working harder, not smarter. Macho Man Kobe Savage. I mean, it's there. Whoa. (laughs) Macho Man Kobe Savage, is that's it. That's it. Or Kobe Macho Man Savage. Sometimes... Sometimes (laughs) Randy Savage would go by that. Or Macho King, Kobe Savage, when he was King
2: of the Ring. right?
1: Macho King. But there's already a king.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: So we'll stick with just Macho Man. Can
2: I put that on Twitter real quick and just say I came up with it? Okay, here we go. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm typing that in. And hit send. That's to everyone. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. I look at get, the new Nick I game. hope you
1: gets six likes.
2: <laughs> if I get six likes, I am in heaven.
1: Well, since DG and I, and I'm sure Troy as well, just love Kobe Savage so much, yeah. I talked to him last week for a very special segment that aired on PowerCat Game Day because we're talking about him so much, though. I think I need to play next. Let's get to know Kobe Savage a little bit more yeah. when we come back. Come on the game. We're gonna hear from Chris Klein at a press conference at twelve thirty today. Highlights from that. Got a challenger coming to town by the name of the Missouri Tigers. Been a minute since uh, K State and Missouri I played twenty eleven, to be exact. I know the uh, I, it's not the one hundredth meeting, but it's very close. I think it's like the ninety eighth meeting all time. Wow. Between the two. Uh, also still to come, and this totally I think got over. Uh, Maybe missed by some, overshadowed by the weekend events like K-State winning a football game. But, I mean, Coach Kleiman just shortly after the game Sunday uh, got a commitment from a Kansas kid for the class of 2023. And we're not going to let that go by without being noticed, so stick around for 525 with that number one song of the day and ask us anything. Believe it or not, it's already the 6th of September. We have not had a number one song of the day yet for September. Whoa! So if you're a fan of the show, you probably know we were uh, what direction. We'll be going with that one. Um, so this is a segment that we used to do on the show like f- five years ago. Like Joe Hubner was still here uh, quarterbacking. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a little bit. It's called Meet the Wildcats. And when I took over as the host for Powercat Game Day, I was like, you know what? I think I want to bring this back. And so you know, round one was last Tuesday at the Veneer Football Complex I asked Ryan Lackey, I'm like, all right, who do you have coming in? I, let me pick out a player, and I'll interview him for Meet the Wildcats. I saw the name Kobe Savage. I'm like, that's the guy. He's the perfect guy to make his debut on the show. So what Meet the Wildcats is, is we know these guys are big, bad football players, great athletes, but I want to get to know these guys on another level. So here is Meet the Wildcats with Kobe Savage. To meet the Wildcats with new K-State safety, Kobe Savage. Tell me, who was your favorite athlete growing up?
3: Well, I have two favorite athletes. I'd say Ladanian Tomlinson and Ed Reed were my two favorite. Do you
1: recall the first ever piece of music that you owned?
3: Yeah, I do. It was Kelly Rowland Motivation, and I got it because my little sister loved it, and I just liked messing with my little sister, so I played all the time around her. And are we talking a CD? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a kid's bop CD, so it was a clean version. Did you have a dating red flag? Uh, I'd say if she doesn't love God and if my mom says no. Is there something, now you're a pretty tough
1: football player, but is there something out there that you might be afraid of? Snakes, spiders, anything?
3: Yeah, I'd probably say snakes. I just, they creep me out. I wouldn't be scared to touch them, but they for sure creep me out, snakes. Texas, you never uh, maybe came across a rattlesnake anywhere? Oh, yeah, my grandpa used to catch them all the time and kill them. What was your favorite sports movie? What is your favorite sports movie? Right before fall camp, I watched Remember the Titans, but I'm going to have to go to Longest Yard. Do you have a dream vacation? Where do you want to go? Bahamas. To meet the
1: Wildcats with Kobe Savage. If you were to cook, you want to impress somebody, what dish
3: would you pick? Chicken Alfredo, but for the pasta, I'm going to use bow tie pasta. And
1: this is something you've cooked
3: many times? Nah, my Mimi taught me how to cook it, so I've only made it like once, but the bow tie pasta makes it look fancy. Everybody games these days, right? So do you have a video game that... You think nobody can touch you? Madden. Everybody on the team knows I'm the best in Madden, I promise. All right, I'm looking for something to binge watch. I've watched all the shows. I need a recommendation. What do you got? Uh, Orange is the New Black. You mentioned your mom earlier. So growing up, when did you know that you were in big trouble? I knew I was in trouble when I'd come home from school. My mom was way too nice for me and would just smile at me the whole time. And then, obviously, bring up what the teacher told her. (laughs) This is the big one here.
1: Who is going to win the Super Bowl this year?
3: Ah... I'm thinking about the Saints. That's what I'm thinking. The Saints might have a chance this year. Alright, Kobe, thank you. Yes, sir, no problem. And that's Kobe Savage with Meet the Wildcats.
1: What in the heck is that, DG? What are you watching over there? Somebody
2: has uh footage of uh
1: <laughs> We're back on the air, by the way.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, that's really great! I'm glad you didn't cuss. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been known to got drop him. Them. Wow, that is good. Uh, it's great to hear from Kobe Savage. That kid, he, <laughs> yeah. he's a smart kid. If Mama doesn't like her, sorry, it's not gonna
1: work. Big Steve put together a great intro for that. I I'm I'm gonna keep that for Power Game Day. Like Power ah. Game Day is like the pay per view. Uh, Yeah, you got to listen to hear it, all right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Hour two of the game coming up here in just a few moments. You're going to hear from Chris Kleiman. His highlights from his press conference, plus number one song that ain't ask us anything. A few moments away from local news.